0: It's time to renew your mind in the Word of God with the Tia Marie Arnold Podcast. Today's topic is My Soul Provider. It comes from Psalms 36, seven through nine. And I love this scripture. It says, how precious is your unfailing love, O God? All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Uh, I love that. It's such a scripture of promise and a scripture of Security that we can find shelter in him, in the shadow of his wings, that all humanity and that we are fed by the abundance of his house. Um, it takes away the, the control from ourselves. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just really love the scripture. And I'm so excited that we get to talk about this scripture today. So in reading that scripture, my question to you is, do you trust God in every area of your life? every area most of us don't hesitate in saying yes of course I mean I did until I was faced with a season where my faith was tested and sometimes it takes that when you are confronted with a season that is unfamiliar and a season that uh, brings on just question and confusion or uncertainty it was, an, it was in the area of financial provision for me. And I didn't know that I was still holding control in provision until I recognized, until I had to recognize that God was my sole provider. It was as if I told myself, okay, I know what we're about to go into and I have no idea where my finances is going to come from. I have no idea how we're going to pay bills. And so it was like, okay. The only way I'm going to make it through this is if I recognize who is my sole provider. And that's what happened. I had to recognize that God was the only one, the only way that I was going to make it through. Not my husband, not me, but God and God alone. And that thought was exciting at first, because I don't know, i see this pattern in my life where if God is doing something new and it requires a certain amount of faith, there's an excitement that comes along with that. It's like, okay, whoa, God, I'm in a season where you get to show out and show up in my life. And I had this expectation of how it was going to happen and how God was going to provide, you know how we do. It's like, okay, I believe God is going to do this or God, you, I'm going to walk down the street and somebody just going to bless me. You know, you have all these expectations, um, based off of excitement, But then I stepped into the season and the provision was not coming as fast or as much as I wanted it to. And I started to realize that getting fed from God's own house looks a lot different than what we think. He invites us to dine with him and he provides shelter, food, drink and life. He provides all that to us. And yes, we receive all that when we receive Jesus. But those provisions can also manifest themselves in our life here on earth. And so today's scripture says that all humanity finds shelter, which is an expression of God's grace, all humanity. So, I mean, I'm like, well, if he meant just believers, he would have said, well, believers are my children, but it says all humanity. And so to me, it's like, I see God's grace all over that. We are humans, you know, and we make mistakes, even financial mistakes, Man, I could write a whole book on all the financial mistakes just based off of ignorance and just not knowing and not having anybody in my life to pour into me when it came to economics and just financial decisions and and so on and so forth. My gosh. So I have made tons of financial mistakes, but from this scripture, it gives me this encouragement that says that we are covered by God's grace, even in our finances, And I, I remember sitting in churches and, and hearing certain things. And it was like, it was as if finances got skipped over. Yep. God's grace applies to you here, 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 here. And they would never mention finances. And I would sit there and I would be like, you know, why, why is that? Why is it that we take responsibility? It's it's as if, you know, God's, God's grace can cover all your mistakes except for your finances. Oh, the curse has been broken on your life except for your finances. I totally disagree with that. God feeds us from the abundance of his own house, meaning all the provision we need comes from a plentiful supply. And so provision is not just financial, but I mean, that is the that is uh, a big piece of my testimony. The fact that I am here today and the mistakes that I have made based off of the lack of knowledge and sometimes just foolishness, um, and to see how God's grace, in His supply, His His provision, uh, still showed itself in my life in the area of finances, and and it's a supply that never runs out, and it exceeds what we can think. Our thirst is sustained not by our own delights. That's what the Scripture says. It's not it's not by our own delights, but from God's river of delights. His delights satisfy our thirst. Um, we're not thirsty or panting for you know for our own desires all of this is available to us if we just make God our sole provider not no i mean it's it's not the easiest road okay it's not. I know this is easier said than done. It's like, okay, do you see my bills? Do you know what what medical bills that have to be paid um, based off of these hospital visits? Do you understand that I don't have food next week? I understand that it is a lot easier said than done. But a big, big, huge part of my testimony is that I have been there. I have had the I mean some of the medical bills that came in from my miscarriage and Jeff and I following God and not having income for almost a whole year. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just saying it because it sounds right. I'm saying it because I lived it and I saw God come through in ways that I can never Possibly think or imagine. Only God being my sole provider is the only way that I made it through anything. So, no, it's not the easiest road because we like to be in control. We like to be in control of our provisions and our finances and almost everything. But with everything, God's ways are better and more satisfying, even if we don't realize it at the time. Isaiah 55 8 and 9. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That is one scripture that is probably one of the first few scriptures that I had ever read or learned. And it has stuck with me all these years. And it's a scripture. It's a scripture of remembrance. You have to remind yourself, you are not in control, boo. You need to step back. Stop thinking you got all the answers. Stop thinking that you have to take everything and control everything. Because if you do, you're going to screw it up. But if we just acknowledge that God is our sole provider, that He is the one that is in control, He is the one that knows it all. He knows the situation. He knows when that check is going to come through. He knows when He's going to, He knows when somebody's going to think of you and pay that bill. He knows that. And I I think if we can just remind ourselves that God is in control and like I said, it's not just in the area of finances, it's provision period with so much that is going on. And, and there's, I don't, I don't want to use my platform right now to, to vent because that's not, I, I told God that I will honor him in this. And for me to do that is to make sure that I don't ever speak out of my emotion and out of my you know uh my feel some sort of way but that i will use this platform to encourage and to uh remind us and to give us a spiritual perspective and i and i wanted to say all that to say that even when there are certain injustices and there are certain things that are happening personally personally to you or even in your community you still have to remember that god is your sole provider He is in control. He's the one in control. So if there's something that's going on that you don't like, if there's something that is happening that is affecting you personally and affecting your community and affecting your children, affecting your husband, no matter what it is, it can be, I mean, it can be from a health situation to a financial situation to a a discrimination situation, whatever it is acknowledge that God is God, that he is sovereign, that he will, he will come through. He will do what he needs to do. And even though he may not be moving as fast as we want him to, that does not negate the fact that he is God and you have to trust him in every area of your life every single situation and you have to command your soul. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. We have to command our soul because our humanity in our humanity, you know, like the scripture says all humanity. So it's as God knows that we are human and he knows that our humanity is going to um, try to dictate. But we got to tell, speak to that, speak to our humanity, speak to our soul and tell it to bow down to the name of Jesus. We when we say that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. That means, yes, he has saved us from our sin, but he is also our Lord. So we go to him. We look to him. We depend on him. And that's what you have to remind yourself so that you don't take matters into your own hands, so that you don't start worrying. He has it. He's got it. He's in control. Have you made him your sole provider is the question. Because if you have, then you have, and I talked about this from a few podcasts ago. So the expected behavior of somebody who has said that God is my sole provider does not go around allowing their humanity and allowing their emotions to dictate how they react. Okay, you have made if you have made that decision, then you have to trust God. You have to stand on his word and do what he tells you to do and not try to take matters into your own hands. If you're facing financial difficulty, trust God. And let me tell you, those days in between oh, the in between days. Oh, my gosh. OK, so and I write about this in my book. I, I can't remember what I call it. I think I call it moment to moment. But those in between moments where you're waiting on God to speak, you're waiting on God to move. Sometimes those can be the hardest places to be because it's like, okay, on day one, You know, you may be freaking out day five. You're like, okay, God, you're my soul provider. I trust you. I trust you because I saw you move yesterday and you came through. So I know you got it, God. I know you got it. And then by day seven, you're back at it. Lord, okay, I need to put out all these applications. I need to call this person. I need to try to make this. I need to try to sell this. I need to try to do that. And we end up taking matters into our own hands because we're in that in between, that in between of, of waiting for God to show up and we know he's going to show up, but we forget while we're waiting that God came through before he'll come through again. Um, So there is a part that you have to to play, but finances is nothing to our God. He, he, he will come through and sometimes he comes through and it's so unexpected. And then there's sometimes that God has commanded you to do something and he's waiting on you to do it and I think I talked about be obedience um in a previous podcast and I love to talk about obedience because I got to this place like I had to learn about the grace of God and all that and I was you know I think sometimes I took it a little too far in in that understanding because I was just so excited. Like, it's not depending on me. It's not depending on me. It's God's grace. And then it's like, okay, God, Okay, God taught me that. He's like, okay, she got that. But now I need to real now that she understands her position in me now that she understands about the grace of God. Now I could teach her about obedience because it's still required obedience is still required. So yes, we are under grace and there are boundaries that God has set for us. Thank the Lord. And we're not paying penalties that we deserve. Thank you, Jesus. But there's still a requirement of obedience that we have to follow in order to see things manifest in our life. And in order for us to get the instructions of the obedience, we have to spend time with God. And when we spend that time with him, then he'll tell us what to do. And then we will see the result of what he told us what to do. So sometimes the provision comes through obedience and sometimes the provision comes because that's just what God wants to do. And that's the whole point of Isaiah uh, 55. It's like our ways, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And I don't know yesterday, God blessed me and I was just laying in the bed. I wasn't nowhere. And then, another day God blessed me because he put me in a position he told me to go here and I went and there was there was uh money in the fish's mouth you know what I mean so it really depends you got to have that relationship with God, but you have to have that understanding and that perspective and that remembrance that he is your sole provider. I didn't know I was going to be on here preaching today, but I feel like this thing is for somebody and maybe it's just for me. Maybe I'm sowing seeds into me because I'm going to have to be reminded of this by, tom- <laughs> by tomorrow. So let's go into... Um... I think about it. Okay, so my first question to you um, that I want you to think about is where um, where is an area in your life that you feel you should trust God more? So is it your finances? For me, it's uh, God is pushing me in a, a direction that is very unfamiliar and I've never, uh, I've never been in this territory before. There's things that are in my heart that, I mean, they've been in my heart, but I haven't really heard a go. And now I'm starting to hear a go. So I'm like, okay, so God, I have to, I'm, I'm at, I feel like I'm at level one all over again. It's like, God, I do trust you. I have seen you move. But now that if this is a whole new level and it's a whole new territory and a whole new experience and unfamiliar, it's just so unfamiliar, now it's like, okay, I have to remind myself again to trust God. So that's the area personally for me. Um, and, I, and I love to pull on my season of trusting God financially because it's that st- it's the same muscle, trust no matter where it is in your I mean if it's in your marriage if it's in your health you know it's still building that developing trust um and and that reminds me So you all know that um, I I have a ministry called Soul Sister, and we were talking last month about rest and the conversation of one of the questions that we talked about, uh, the word trust came up and it really uh, came to me like, man, trust is something that has to be developed. It is a developmental thing. You can't just, you don't just go into a relationship and it's like, I trust you. And so I don't even expect you all to just trust God because I said it. I mean, really, that, that is, that is not expected. (laughs) That is not expected behavior. That's crazy. I can't just say well trust God because I say so no you have to develop that trust with God and I believe that the um like I said the times when God is telling you to go here do that and following that obedience it doesn't mean that uh everything is going to be fun and easy and perfect he may tell you to go somewhere and it may it may just seem like it's falling apart and you may be sitting there like God now I really thought you told me to do this I don't understand but even in the trials you are developing your faith and trust in god it's being developed and i mean okay we about to be real real right now in marriage all right in marriage honestly my trust with jeff has been developed through our fights through our trials through our struggles it was in those areas. The the times that hurt the most were the times where my relationship with him grew. Because it's like, okay, man, that was a that was a I mean, we used to have some ugly fights. We have grown, thank the Lord. Um, but I look back and I'm like, okay, we went through some bad fights that there were times that he said some terrible things to me. And there were times that I said some terrible things to him. Um, there were times that I was not very respectful and there were times that he was not very loving and comforting, but we stay together. And so I look at that and say, well, if we can go through that and we're still here, then I develop a trust. Now with trust comes responsibility because you don't want to take advantage of of the person that you have because then you're going to destroy the trust so with god um he is going to require and take us through some things that are not fun that do not make sense that question our faith times that we just want to throw in the towel we want to quit we want to give up on this whole life of christ altogether there may be there may be situations um, I mean I think about some of the stories that I've heard of moms losing children or, or, or just facing just un, unimaginable struggle, um, but yet still trusting God. So to me... I'm saying all this to say that don't have this expectation that your trust with God is going to always be sunshine, flowers, fluffy clouds, and cotton candy. It's no, no, you are completely setting yourself up for destruction. If you truly believe that most of the time, your trust with God is going to be developed through struggle, through persecution, through heartache because you're going to turn around and realize that nobody else is there but god is still there and your trust with him you're going to say god man i that did that sure did hurt but you came through or you're gonna in the moment so many times okay i'll, I'll use something personal for me so i was going to plan a conference it was my very first conference big conference i was going to have women come from all over And I was planning it and I, and I heard, now this was a thing. I was on an airplane, uh, I want to say back in August, September of last year. And I heard 2020 conference February. And, um, so I, I was like, all right, God. And I was scared out of my mind. I was like, I never did this before. Where's the finances for this going to come? All right, but I'll do it. I'll do it. So I started planning and I started, uh, contacting people and there was still no there was still no provision coming through yet right um but i'm like okay and it started getting harder and harder and i didn't see any doors open and i started getting angry i'm like i God i thought you told me to do this why would you tell me to do this and you not provide it doesn't make any sense so december of 2019 i was in the shower y'all know that's where i spent my time with god and i heard so clearly cancel and of course, I'm like crying my eyeballs out. I'm just like, I have failed. I have completely failed. God, I didn't hear you. Why? Why is this happening? I'm gonna look like a failure. My integrity is gonna. My integrity and character is gonna be in question. I mean, I just just lost it. I was so disappointed. But I did it. I had to obey because I I my desire is to obey God. And I was like, okay, I you know what. It's going to look cray-cray. It's going to look like Tia don't know what she's doing. It's going to look like this ain't, this is not working out for her, but whatever. I'm going to do it. So I went online and I said, I'm sorry to inform you that the School of Worship and Warfare has been canceled. And I put it out there and I remember just not going on Facebook at all for the rest of the day. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just, I'm just, and I didn't get it. I was literally scratching my head. Like, I just don't understand. I don't understand. And I was very honest with God. I was like, God, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. It's not fair. How come when I try to do something, it doesn't work out? I don't feel support. I mean, I just went, I'm being transparent. That's all I know how to do. And so that's where I was. I was just like over it, completely over it. And I was like, I'm not doing another. I'm not trying to do any more conferences ever again. I'm not doing it. I mean, I just, you know, having my tantrum. That's what I was doing. Come to find out mm-hmm that uh February 2020 coronavirus was, was already in the United States and so I would have had women coming from all over coming to Atlanta Georgia and it could have started to spread I could have been infected my whole family I mean it the the all the soul sisters and So by March, obviously, I didn't really hear about the uh, coronavirus until March, but I was it was like, God was like, now, do you see why I told you to cancel? And I'm like, oh, my God. And I told my my lead sisters, I'm like, oh, my gosh, do y'all know what would have happened if because it was supposed to be the end of February. So and things started shutting down March 1st, at least here. So I was just like, which was the very next week, the very next week. And I was like, okay, God, wow, wow. So here I was, um, I was hurting. I was hurting and I didn't understand. But then it was like, God showed me, but now do you trust me? Do you trust why? And I'm like, I trust you, Lord. Oh yeah, I trust you. Like that would have been, uh, seriously, I mean, that's, that would have been a life, could have been a life and death situation that would have been on, my heart, my shoulders, and oh my goodness, the thought of somebody getting ill because they came to something that I put on. Um, it, it just wow. And so now I'm saying all that to say, um, so god I knew God told me to do it. And and this is the thing. When I spent time with God, I was just like, Okay, so Lord, if you knew that covid was going to happen in february why why would you even put that on my heart to do a conference in the first place and the lord really really dealt with my heart about this and said because i needed to show you that i am god i needed you to see how i was in this Because if I never would have tried to plan anything, I never would have got such a valuable lesson. And oh my God, was it valuable? I would have missed out on this opportunity to see how God truly is my sole provider. So he put that thought in my heart. He knew I was going to do it, he knew I was going to pursue it, and I was going to do all that. And he held off financially because I was just like, Lord. I know that you are a God that if you say something, you're going to provide for it. And I'm like, and I know I heard you. I wasn't, because listen, I am not, I'm not a fan of conferences, okay? I've been to several and they're they're exhausting, A. Um, and I mean, they're good. You do get good information, but I'm it, what I'm saying is I'm not hungry or thirsty to put on a conference. I'm not. So it wasn't like, ooh, we're gonna put on a conference. Like I, it wasn't something that I was like dreaming about or anything. So I know he put that thought in my mind. I know he put it in my heart and I was pursuing it. And there were so many times I wanted to quit And I didn't hear him say no. And I kept telling my team, they're like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What should we do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just praying about it. I'm praying about it because I didn't want to leave my post if God said stay. And then I didn't want to stay if God said to leave, to let it go. So when I did hear the word that it was time to let it go, then I did it. And to walk through that, it was hard. It was so hard. It was disheartening. It was disappointing. It was scary. It was scary. And like I said, I dealt with thoughts that were unbearable of feeling like a failure. But because I walked through that, I gained trust with God. Our trust, my trust in God, oh, yeah, it has developed for sure. And now I'm not afraid to say, if the Lord tells me, don't pursue, I ain't gonna pursue. I have learned such a valuable lesson through this. And while it was not enjoyable to my flesh, while the humanity of it was was so um embarrassing, I guess that would be the better word, I'm not embarrassed anymore. I mean at the moment and at the time I was and I and I really struggled with that. But I'm not embarrassed. I listen, I'm sitting here telling the story. I will tell it a thousand times over to get somebody to see. And it reminds me of even Abraham where, you know, God spoke to Abraham and told him, go sacrifice your son. And then when he got up there, he said, Abraham, look, look in the bush. And he, he had a different option for Abraham. So it was like, well, God, if you knew that the ram was going to be in the bush, why would you have Abraham go in the first place? Obedience to teach and to see his faith and for their relationship to, to grow and to develop. So just because Who is this for? Because I'm about to say it. God may have told you to do something, but tomorrow he may tell you stop and you may look and be like, but it's incomplete. I didn't finish it. You better listen to the Lord. You better listen to him and you and you just watch, watch him work out of your obedience. Watch him work and your relationship is going to be developed. Don't stay in something just because it looks like if you don't do it, you're going to fail. No, first of all, we ain't here to please man. We are not. It's in it's in Romans somewhere. There's a scripture cuz I heard it yesterday. But we're not we're not in this to please man. We are here to please God and God alone who is our provider. He is the one that makes everything happen. So if God tells you if you really felt like God told you to do something. And then you not you just don't feel that peace anymore. And you feel like God's not here. He's not in this. He's not in this God. I feel like you're telling me to stop. I'm feeling like there's there's something you don't want me to pursue. Listen, listen to him. Don't let the pressure of people and the idea of failure get you out of alignment with what God wants to do in your life. I don't know who that was for. I was not planning on going there. But my God, that was so good. Okay. Uh, um, another thing I want you to think about is think about a time in your life when your faith was severely tested in finances well I just shared my story okay because <laughs> I, I we had no budget I mean we were literally just starting off on Soul Sister Soul Sister was only like two or three months old and here I am trying to plan account to me now I'm looking back and I'm like was that smart um, and my finances were tested also like I said the story of Jeff and I you know taking steps of faith and leaving income altogether for a whole year um, those are times in my life man where where faith my faith in in the area of finances was severely tested but God is faithful he's faithful, you guys, he's faithful, make him your sole provider. But think about think about um, just think about that. And when you think about that time that, you know, you were afraid financially, now I want you to think about how did God show up? Okay, when you do that, when you focus on how God did it, how he came through how he made a way, that's how you develop your trust. Because if you forget, is you're not developing your trust don't be like don't don't throw his blessings away don't just be like oh god thank you okay let me just move on that's taking advantage if my husband does something nice to me and I don't take a moment to really sit there and sit in that like wow then I'm gonna miss an opportunity to develop an appreciation to develop a trust to develop our relationship you cannot just allow god to bless you and just throw it away like oh well, that's his job Psh, what no sir no 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 you have to stop and you have to sit in that blessing and you have to thank God and give him glory for what he has done because that is developing your relationship that is developing your trust and it's developing your faith okay and reflect on um reflect on what your thoughts are when it comes to trusting God Don't just say, I trust God, but really look at the situation. Do I really struggle here, God? Do do I really struggle in this area with trusting you? Do I really believe that you can heal me? And if I don't, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You got to be real. You got to, that's the, you want your relationship with God to not be religious and not be just based off of what other people think. You really got to spend that time digging and looking at your relationship and saying okay this area god i'm struggling this area right here god i need your help this area right here god i feel like i'm done i can't believe any longer i i need you to help my unbelief when you do that that is also developing your relationship it's so important you got to put in the work You just like in any relationship, your earthly relationships, they require work, your godly relationships, they require work and your relationship with God requires work work what is the work that it requires well a it requires you to believe but it also requires you to be transparent and stop trying to cover up stuff like uncover be vulnerable before a god who loves your vulnerability so then you guys can grow together and and it can be developed and he already knows you but he wants you to trust that he is going to care for you and comfort you and again but that takes development you got to do your part you got to do the work And lastly, I want you to think about um, in the area of finances, does when you are struggling in your finances, is it controlling your joy? Is it controlling your joy? And in what ways does the Holy Spirit help you get through those moments? Um, When you have when you stop and you think about, okay, I'm noticing that my joy is is leaving me when my finances are growing. Okay, that's an action of humanity. We all know that we all struggle in that. But find some uh, principles that you can stand on in that moment, you really got to work on pulling from the wisdom and the knowledge of God pulling from his word pulling from what you know about the Holy Spirit, and putting it in front of you in your face to remind you I'm not going to let my finances steal my joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength, not the joy of my finances. Holy Spirit, you are my comforter. You are my helper. You are my God. I will stand on your word. I will trust in you. You have to really, really, really be intentional about setting those reminders, those barriers, those protectors around you. Because when you don't, the fear of your finances, the fear of your Uh, Lack of provisions, the fear of your sickness, the fear of injustices, the fear of all of that is, is going to come against you and try to destroy you. We already know that we we are up against the tactics of the enemy, the spiritual, um, the the spirit of darkness and principalities. That's what we are up against. So we have to be well equipped and well aware and full of wisdom and knowledge of God's word so that we can combat those things. So my purpose in this podcast today, I felt like, man, this was really good. I, If anything it blessed me. It blessed me. It was a great reminder for me. But we have to remember that God is in control, guys, we have to remember that and we have to stand on it. And we have to do our part and do the work in developing our trust in God. It has to be developed because I'm telling you one thing, life is not going to get easier. Things are going to get worse. Let's not be surprised. Okay. It's all in the Bible. It's the word of God is there. So we should not be surprised at the evil that is happening in this world and things falling apart. But if we are doing our work personally not in front of facebook live not on somebody's platform not when we're at church and around other believers but when we are individually in our private time working on our relationship with god working on building and trusting in him then when it's time for us to rise up when the remnant is called to rise we will be ready and that's what we need to focus on so put in the work if you get lazy about your spirituality i'm here to encourage you don't don't get lazy about your spirituality don't lose faith don't lose trust put in what you want to get out of it if you want to have this if you want to have the anointing if you want to have an assurance with God if you want to stand and be anchored in Christ then do the work now because there is going to come a time where God's going to need us to rise up to stand up to be bold and to know who we know and who we believe in know the character of our God know what his word says that's what he needs so start working on that now let this encourage you let this charge you let this push you forward to trust in God to lean on him to get in his word to just have that just have that reminder that God is God and he alone is all that you need well I pray that you will have a blessed day I pray that you will grow continue to grow in your trust with God and thank you for spending this time with me have a blessed day We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more information on Tia Marie Arnold Ministries, please visit us at www.tiamariearnold.com.